Hey there, Strong Mom. Welcome to the Mom's New Strong Show, a show that inspires, educates, and motivates you to ditch the weight loss and fitness drama and create a fit and healthy lifestyle that you love, all centered around down-to-earth and practical solutions that will leave you feeling inspired and ready to take action. I'm your host, Jessica May, fitness and nutrition coach, hot mess mama too, a recovering perfectionist, and a lover of all things sprinkles and Mexican food. I'm also a woman on a mission to help you strengthen your body and mind so that you can be the best version of yourself. Ready to unleash your inner and outer strong mom? Let's get started. Hey, Strong Mom, welcome back to another episode. And I'm really excited about this today's episode or this week's episode. And the reason being is because this keeps coming up and I keep, even with um, the people that I personal train, and it's like I have to reprogram their mind around what does soreness really mean? And that soreness, as you're going to find out today, is not a requirement for progress. And it actually could be doing more harm than good um, if you're overdoing it and you're really sore all the time. So if you are somebody that finds yourself saying that, oh, I didn't have a good workout unless I'm really sore, or if you're really sore, you're like, oh man, I totally nailed it. I totally had an awesome workout. Or you might be guilty of posting those leg day memes, (laughs) you know, where it's like, they're pretty much showing that you didn't have a good leg day workout unless you can't sit on the toilet or unless you're walking like a baby deer. (laughs) Well, then today's episode is definitely for you. And you might be surprised to hear as you probably might, well, maybe you might not be surprised because I just kind of explained that. But I actually don't want my personal training clients to be super sore. I actually try really hard to program their workouts in a way that doesn't leave them unable to walk the next day. And when I first started working out many years ago, I thought being sore was like a badge of honor that I had an awesome workout that kicked my own ass and it felt good, right? And you maybe could totally relate to this. And this is back when I didn't understand how muscle growth and fat loss really worked. And I honestly had no idea what being sore was from besides that I pushed myself during a workout, right? And I'm going to ask you, do you even know what causes soreness? Do you even know what that is? And if you know a little bit about fitness, you're probably you probably said it's prob that it's a lactic lactic acid buildup from the muscles um, you worked out. And I used to think this too, but science has proven that wrong that that's not what muscle soreness is. And then as I got into bodybuilding, I thought it was a result of micro tears in the muscles from lifting weight. And turns out that's part of it, but that's not the whole picture. So let's dive in first and talk about what the heck soreness is. And then we're going to, I'm going to explain to you how, um, how that affects muscle building and your progress in the gym, soreness, how that relates. And then also 
how sore should you be? How do you know for you if you've overdone it? And if you are sore, I'm also going to share with you three things you can do for muscle soreness. And one of those things actually could improve your cellulite. And so if I didn't catch your attention with that, I don't know what will because turns out 80 to 90% of women struggle with cellulite. It turns out it's very natural and it affects all women, big and small. So pretty sure you might be interested to hear about that. So stick around and that's going to be towards the end. So you might be surprised to hear that research from Yokohama City University found that damaged muscles don't necessarily hurt and muscles that hurt aren't necessarily much or haven't been much or necessarily damaged and I'm going to put in the show notes that study and then some references as to where I got some of my material for today to help kind of really line this out for you so I'm going to say that one more time because it takes a little bit of thought process to like comprehend what that says but they found that damaged muscles don't necessarily hurt and muscles that hurt aren't necessarily damaged. And that's kind of like, what? what? <laughs> so what the heck, right? So then what the heck is muscle soreness? If um, it's not necessarily dam, I mean, um, that damaged muscles don't necessarily hurt. Like what is going on? Um, another study found that at least some of the pain of muscle soreness stems from the actual connective tissue holding the muscle fibers together, not from the actual muscle fibers themselves. So if you didn't realize you have connective tissue, yeah, it's called fascia, holding muscle fibers together, I believe it's fascia. I'm like, oh gosh, I'm going <laughs> to have to go back and double check that. So I might be wrong on that. I believe it's called fascia. So that means that muscle soreness is some of it, but it's also mostly your connective tissues that are sore. That's where that sore feeling is coming from. And other factors that can relate or that influence muscle soreness from your, it could be your pro, uh, workout programming, your recovery protocols, what are you doing after your workout, you know, your diet, even genetics, there's all these things that play into muscle soreness. So it's kind of a tricky thing. Um, science is still trying to uncover exactly what all those things are that entail muscle soreness because it is something that changes from person to person. So for example, you can have two people that have never exercised, so they're probably about the same fitness level, and they do the same exercise program and one can be way more sore than the other, right? Have you ever had that happen where you work out with a friend um, or, you know, you might even like me, I tend to be somebody that can get sore pretty easily. Um, so, you know, if I change out my workout routine, even though I am been, you know, training for a long time and essentially I'm doing the same exercises, just switching them up in a workout program or focusing um on lifting in different temp reps, you know, like you're supposed to, like basically examples would be focusing on negatives. So like when you're doing a bicep curl, really concentrating on lowering the bar, uh, the dumbbell really slowly, things like that. Those things can get me really sore, <laughs> you know, just changing these little things. Um, and it might not do that for somebody else. And so that's part of like learning you too, but just realizing that soreness is not an indication that you had a good workout or not <laughs> is what I'm trying to get at. And so now let's really talk about how that soreness plays into muscle growth because now you're realizing, okay, 
I don't really need to be sore to have a good workout, but how does this affect muscle growth, right? Because you're probably thinking too, like, if I, what is it? Like, is it overdue? If, like, it, what happens if I overdo it? Do I need to have some muscle soreness in order to be seeing muscle growth? Let's let's kind of talk about that. So first you have to understand that there are three things that stimulate. There's three parts of the equation of how you stimulate muscle growth in the gym. Now keep in mind what you do outside of the gym is just as important part of the equation to muscle growth, right? Your recovery, your nutrition, your sleep, all that. But we're really just talking about the exercise what kind of stimulus do you, causes um, your body to grow muscle, right? So there's three of them. First one, progressive overload, aka lifting more weights over time. I talk about this a lot because this is the one that holds the most, um, uh, it, it's the most important one out of the three. Like this holds the most, uh, this is going to, man, why am I like <laughs> drawing a blank here on how to explain this? Um, basically, it matters the most, okay, out of the three. Um, number two is metabolic stress, you know, pushing muscle fibers to their limit, aka going to muscle failure. This is something that is more of an advanced um, technique, like in body lifting, uh, bodybuilding. So that you're going to, this is what is called like drop sets or going to failure, that kind of metabolic stress where you just really stress the hell out of your muscles. And then also muscle damage, which, ha- which happens when the muscle fibers are under high levels of tension. This is usually where soreness happens is the muscle damage part. Um, so sur- uh, research shows that muscle damage, which can resort to so- soreness, like I said, can help muscle growth, but is not a requirement. So out of the three things that cause muscle growth, this is one that it can help. But it's not a requirement. Soreness is not a requirement for muscle growth. The one that really matters the most is the progressive overload. It's lifting more weights over time, steadily, slowly increasing your strength over time. That has the most um, bang for your buck, the most relation, the most, that's what's going to get you muscle growth. That's really what you want to focus on. And then, of course, you know, it says it can help, right? having some muscle damage is is part of that but it's not a requirement nor does it matter the most so even further doing too much damage can actually hinder muscle growth okay so this is like a slippery slope <laughs> when it comes to soreness right in our and our muscle growth you definitely want to find the sweet spot when it comes to muscle damage you know a little bit is okay but too much is not good. It's like you're going the opposite way, right? And this is such a hard concept too because we've been so programmed that more is better. No pain, no gain. We got to hit things. We got to do them harder, right? And this is another podcast episode I'm working on talking, going to talk about. So I'm not going to talk about it too much, but that's something in the future I'm going to be talking about. Um, So really when it comes to the soreness, you want to find that sore spot. I mean, the sore spot, that sweet spot, <laughs> sore spot. Um, so now you're probably wondering, okay, I get it. Soreness is not an indication of muscle growth. It's not necessary. It could actually be doing more harm. So now you're probably wondering, how do I know when I overdid it? Because I don't want to overdo it because I don't want to hinder my progress, right? So Let's talk about that now. What, how do you know it, when it's too much soreness? And what I tell my clients is a little soreness the next day or the day after that 
is completely fine as your if you, you have to be functional. This is called a little soreness means you're functional. It's not it's not hindering your normal daily activities in any, any way. But if you are extremely sore the next day or the following day where you can't function and you're sore, you're even sore for more than two days. Even if it's not extreme soreness, but you're sore for more than two days, then you overdid it. That's too much, all right? So bottom line is a little soreness is where you can still function normally, right? And it's okay to have a little soreness for one to two days after a workout, but anything soreness after two days, and if it's extreme soreness where you can't function, then you overdid it. So like I said, bypass the damn squat so you can't walk memes, right? Throw that out, that that mentality, throw it out the window. You're doing more harm than good. Those people have no idea what they're talking about, right? And, uh, you know, I'm not going to um, make you feel bad if you, if you think that because really what you'll see a lot of the times is some of those people that are promoting that style of working out are usually really fit and buff people Um, And I just want you to keep in mind, though, that a lot of, not a lot, I don't want to say all of them, but there is a lot of people out there that are taking performance enhancement drugs, you know, you're taking steroids or whatever. I don't even really know the list of what all that entails, but I want you to realize that there are people on Instagram that take these drugs and people that take this kind of stuff, they can do that. It, it, It speeds up your their body's recovery process that's why people that take that stuff it's like they're sending all those hormones and those signalings that that to create more stimulus for muscle growth but also they're able to recover you're only as good your progress is only good as your recovery and if you're taking something that is going to accelerate that recovery process well guess what they're going to gain muscle faster and they can do a lot more than somebody that is going about it in a natural way so you have to honor that and respect that about your journey because i know if you're listening to my podcast you have no um desire whatsoever to take that crap and i don't blame you i don't either and um you know it's for if you've seen me, if you follow me on Instagram, you see me in person, my physique has taken me three years of hard work to get to. And by no means do I consider myself um, like this person that's super buff, right? Okay. Um, I want you to keep that in mind, like what is reality and not letting what you see because people are going to, of course, most people are going to post the best of themselves. They're going to post what you want to hear, what they think you want to hear, and not all of the truth um, on Instagram or social media. So you take it with a grain of salt when you see somebody. This is another reason why, man, I'm about to get on my soapbox. (laughs) But this is another reason why I don't like cookie cutter workout plans. I don't like um, I don't like these people online, like these online personal trainers who just they have these workout plans like I just have like they have one workout plan. There's no modifications. It's not custom to you. And they're selling these things. And it's just like playing Russian roulette. You don't know if that's really what you need because it's a cookie cutter once fits all approach. This is why I don't really have stuff like that. I might have every once in a while I'll share a workout um I have done in the past where I've done challenges online and then I had um, like three different levels, like a beginner, intermediate, and an advanced level um, for 
a workout plan, right, to give to these ladies. But what I really like doing is custom workout plans. I like talking to somebody and figuring out if, if even possible, also in person, assessing them and seeing what they really need, talking to them, what are their goals, right, too, because people have different goals and giving them a plan that fits them where they are and is matching to what they want as their outcome. So uh, what was I, where was I getting off on this? Like I said, I was going on a tangent. But anyways, the point being is if you are trying to get one of, if you're getting these cookie cutter plans, it is not, might not be where you really need to be starting at and then you're creating more harm than good because it's way might be way too advanced for you and you're just sore all the freaking time if that's you and you're sore all the time right then uh, you know especially if you're if it's more than a week sometimes you know I have that whenever people um start working with me they might be really sore for the first week but after by the second week that soreness is kind of that soreness is going away to the point where they're barely sore after workouts and even then like I said, I really, even for starting out, I try not to overdo people, you know, um, and, and this is something that you have to learn for yourself because sometimes it could fe- it can feel like you're not pushing yourself super hard in the gym, but it's really actually what you need at that level. So anyways, I didn't mean to like get off on that tangent too much, but really just wanted, I felt like I needed to say that. So now you understand what extreme soreness is. You understand that soreness is not an indication of progress or not, or isn't even necessary for muscle growth. So now let's talk about what happens if you overdo it. <laughs> because I'll be honest, like I said, you're, if you're starting a new workout program, right, or if you are just getting started, it really is easy to overdo it. You don't feel like, like I said, you don't feel like you're pushing yourself hard in the gym, but the next day it's like, oh shit, I can barely walk, right? So what then, what do you do to, you know, like alleviate that soreness? Do you skip the gym? Do you like, what do you do, right? So let's talk about three things that I recommend. And remember, I told you I was going to share with you something. One of these things is actually helpful for cellulite, all right? So this will be the last one that I share with you. So the first thing is active recovery. So what is this? This looks like some a very light workout. This would be yoga, walking, light cycling. Um, this helps to get blood flow to those muscles to help with recovery of those damaged muscles. And research shows that it actually can help alleviate soreness. The key is to do it lightly though. This isn't like you're going to do a workout that's extremely long. You're, it's not like you're trying to break a sweat or a hard uh, workout. You know, if you're somebody that lives in a beautiful area, which I don't <laughs> live in West Texas, but if you live somewhere where there's mountains and you can go hiking and things like this would be perfect, like an active, perfect active recovery would be something like that. Or doing like basically what I'm trying to say is something that is kind of enjoyable, right? Where you're, you don't have to necessarily go to the gym. Even swimming would be good. I know we're not that time of the year. Um, another thing is take your kids out for a walk. Go take them to the park. You know, the weather's starting to get better outside where you can do that. Um, those kinds of things are really good. Those are active recovery things. Or doing some yoga at home. Once again, it's not a hard workout. You know, 20, 30 minutes doing something, just like I said, getting some blood flow going to those to help recover that damaged muscle. The next thing is magnesium. 
um, like Epsom salt baths. If you didn't know, Epsom salt baths have magnesium in them. Also, you can buy magnesium sprays. Um, but the, this is also, magnesium is known to help with muscle soreness. And you know what? It's just a great excuse as a mom to take a nice, warm, relaxing, long bath. <laughs> I have been guilty of this. You know, if I've started a workout program or I overdid it, you know, um, and I'm really sore, I'll be like, babe, I'm really sore. I really just need a, I need a long bath soak in Epsom salts, like, you know, you know, watch the kids for me or whatever. And it gives me an excuse, not that my husband would not watch the kids if I wanted a long bath, but I am somebody, I'll be completely honest, I'm a very go, go, go person. So it takes me like, sometimes it's like having that reason to give myself that relaxing downtime of like a bath um, can be like, you know, like muscle soreness, right? So anyways, use that to your advantage if you are really sore, if so you can take a bath. I know I have a lot of women, I live in an oil filled area, like there's a lot of women I work with um, are here in this area because they're with their husbands and, um, they live in RVs. Like, and that's just, that's, uh, that's totally like oil for life, right? I live in RV. I did that before. Um, I can't even imagine doing that with kids. Like <laughs> I didn't have kids at the time when me and my husband did it. So kudos to you if you're listening and you're an oil filled wife and you live in an RV with kids, like, dude, you're a rock star <laughs> for being able to do that. But what I'm getting at is not everybody has access to a bath. If you live in an RV, you're going to have a standing shower. So that's why I was saying you can get a magnesium spray. Um, I don't remember what it's called. I got it off of Amazon. I think it's called like ancient, just type in like ancient magnesium salt. I can't remember the brand of ancient was in the name or whatever, but um, you can just buy that spray and then you just spray it on you and you, you know, put it on you. It feels kind of weird, actually. Um, it's been a while since I've used one. But anyways, um, that's an option as well. Now, the last and third option that I wanted to share with you, which is probably the one that you want to hear the most because I said it has to do it can help improve cellulite is foam rolling. So I have um you know, I taught actually, if you didn't listen in episode number 35, a few episodes back, I did my September takeaways where I shared like personal things about me. It was the first time I've ever done that. I'm going to start doing that every month. But I talked about foam rolling a lot in that episode. So you might want to go back because I'm not going to go into detail um, too much here of what foam rolling is and everything. But just on um, just to kind of like give you the gist Foam rolling, or what us personal trainers call it, is um, self my uh, myofa- <laughs> myofacial <laughs> uh, fascial. Sorry, guys, I. <laughs> getting all tongue-tied self myo uh myofascial release so this is basically you're rolling your body on this hard round rolly thing and yes i said rolly thing (laughs) for lack of a better term you know what i mean just look up if you're like me and you're an amazonaholic i order everything on amazon i'm not even joking guys i even order toilet paper on amazon because i do subscribe and save actually saves you a lot of money and i hate going to walmart but anyways just go on amazon and type in foam roller the one that i um one that is really a good brand one is um, it's called a rumble roller. But if you'll notice when you look at foam rollers, there's some that are flat surfaced and then there's some that have bumps. The bumpy ones are definitely taking it up a notch in the intensity because basically what you're going to do is you're going to roll different body parts onto that foam roller. And what that is doing is 
It's breaking up knots and facial uh, or fascial adhesions in your muscle that happen from muscle damage actually feels really good and actually helps with um, to release tight muscles and decrease um, range of motion. And it's also good for cellulite. And I'm going to talk about that in a minute. Why? Um, but anyway, so you're going to roll on that and, and you can look up YouTube videos. I'm not going to sit here and talk to you about how to do it and waste um, waste podcast time. If um, Try to keep these uh, 30 minutes, around 30 minutes. But anyways, um, you do that, guys. It is something that has made a big difference in my life as far as even my pain because I do get lower back pain. Um, and I just, I think a lot of it is that I have really tight muscles because I exercise routinely five times, five to six times a week. And I've been doing that for years. And I'll be completely honest, in the beginning, I was not really good about stretching. And so that's something else for another podcast to talk about. But stretching is really good for sore muscles. Now, stretching Static stretching is not good prior to exercise, What, contrary to what we believe. I think I talked about that in the episode where I talked, oh gosh, what was it? It was like things I, as a personal trainer, I see in the gym that um, bother me or something like, I cannot remember, but I talked about stretching because you don't want to do static stretching before your exercise. You want to do that afterwards. That's really good for muscle soreness. And what I mean by static stretching is you're holding that position for like 30 seconds. It's like that traditional stretching that we learned about whenever we're like going through school (laughs) that you would do like in gym class. Um, That kind of stuff, science is now showing is not the best thing to do before exercise because it it relaxes your muscle too much, right? And so it has been shown to actually increase injury rates because your muscles can't retract as quickly and as better. It's like it makes your muscles a little like <laughs> a little lazy, you know? It's like they, they get too relaxed. So dynamic stretching is better prior to exercise and static stretching is better afterwards. So now let's talk about how cellu- uh, how foam rolling is good for cellulite. And like I said in the beginning of the intro, um, 80 to 90% of women deal with cellulite, guys. So you're not alone. And I don't know about you, but when I was younger, so I've always been, especially because I, I struggled with eating disorders for so long, I've always been on the lighter side. I actually used to be at one time, even 30 pounds lighter than what I am now. I think my lowest, I weighed like 90 pounds when I was struggling with um, my like anorexia. Anyways, um, and I still had cellulite. That's what I was trying to get at is I still had cellulite. So it's not a like a big person thing. Like little people have it too. And to be completely honest, my cellulite was worse than when I was 30 pounds lighter than it is now that I'm 30 pounds heavier which is crazy. Strength training does help as well to really do, um, to really help with the cellulite, right? Um, and of course dropping body fat, but it, like I said, it, it's, it's more of a hereditary thing. And, uh, I really didn't understand how cellulite works and I still kind of am in the gray a little bit about it, but basically, um, cellulite is caused by bulging of fat pockets through your fascial connect, uh, fa- uh, fascial connections underneath the skin. So, foam rolling can help improve cellulite because it helps to break up that fascia, that fascial connections, which basically that is just the connective tissue that attached to the underside of the skin. So right underneath your skin, you have this connective tissue, which is your fascia and um, foam rolling can help to like 
keep that fashion nice and healthy so it doesn't let those fat pockets bulge through and that's what you see like those fat pockets are the like cellulite so by foam rolling and keeping that fascia health healthy it, it like holds everything together right and that makes sense like how that can help improve um and to be honest i just started foam rolling very now I want to say religiously, I foam roll like multiple times a week now. And so it, it's going to be interesting to see how that affects the rest of my cellulite because I still have a little bit of cellulite. Um, but like I said, a lot of it is hereditary. So don't feel bad if you have it. And most of us do have it. It's something that I used to, one of one of the reasons why I would never wear shorts when I was younger, besides the fact that I have like freaking glowing pale skin and spider veins and all these big veins going down my legs, which are actually worse now. But I don't give a shit. I wear I wear I wear shorts, and um, you know that's something that strength training has helped me to gain confidence through. But anyway, so that is all I have for you today as far as soreness. So let's kind of wrap this up in a p- pretty bow and let's do some takeaways. So takeaway number one is. You don't have to be sore to have a good workout, right? Being sore does not equal having a good workout. Soreness is does not is not necessary for muscle growth. So we don't need to be sore. Um, how do we know that we're too sore after workout and we overdid it? If you're extremely sore the next day or you're sore for two days, uh, more than two days after that exercise, then you overdid it. How can we help? alleviate the sore muscles active recovery remember doing something very light like yoga walking lighting light cycling hiking taking your kids for a walk in the park doing something to get some blood flow going to those muscles but we're not trying to break a sweat it's not a hard workout next thing we can do magnesium epsom salt baths remember it's a free pass for you mom to have a nice relaxing bath right sore muscles um the next thing that we talked about was the foam rolling if you don't have a foam roller jump on Amazon, search foam roller, get one. You can get a cheap one for 25 bucks to get you started. You don't need a really fancy one. Um, and it also help, can help improve your cellulite whenever you're roll, rolling parts that you have cellulite. So anyways, that was what I have for you today. If you really enjoyed today's episode, like I always say, please go and rate the podcast. Give me five stars, but also not just that like write something and tell me what you like about the podcast so I can keep doing more of that and then also share the podcast with a friend or share an episode that you found helpful with a friend and that's one way we can get this podcast out there more and help more women because if it's helping you then more than likely it can help somebody else right so with that said, I do want to say thank you to all you women that are supportive of the podcast. I've been getting emails um, and messages from people that listen, and it just, it fills me up. Like, it just warms me, and it actually fuels me. Like, it, whenever I read those things, I'm like, yes, I just want to, like, get on and record another episode. And it just, like I said, I really appreciate that, the all the love and support. So I will leave you with that. And like I always say, go out there and be the strong mom that you know you are. And I will see you next week. Bye for now. Hey mom, are you struggling to consistently eat healthy? Are you doing good like the beginning of the week until about Wednesday, Thursday hits and then you just completely fall off track and you're just really struggling on how to make healthy living a part of your busy mom life? Well, I got something really amazing and it's free to share with you and I put together a three-part video series where I share three secrets on how I consistently eat healthy year-round and not only that, but these things are tried and true. I've shared them with my clients and it's worked for them. So that means more than likely 
exactly it's gonna work for you. So if you're interested in grabbing that three-part video series, like I said, absolutely free, just go to www.mamasnewstrong.com forward slash three secrets. That's www.mamasnewstrong.com forward slash three secrets.